This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to For the Shire by the Shire. Each week, we speak to property and finance professionals working in and around the Sutherland Shire. Discover insider tips and tricks from the Shire's leading experts on how to get ahead in today's market. Introducing your host, Nathan Smith, the Director and Senior Mortgage Broker at the award-winning Birdie Wealth. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of For the Shire, By the Shire. I've actually left the Sutherland Shire for a change and headed into Double Bay. I'm joined today by Andrew Cooley, who is a partner at Cooley Auctions. Now, they are the largest Australian-owned independent auction company and they, uh, they run over 5,000 auctions all over Sydney every year. Uh, they've been running in the Sutherland Shire, which is why we've come out here for the last nine years, starting at the Sylvania Daltone House and recently moving across to Cronulla. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Nathan, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for uh, allowing me to come out today and see your premises out here. So we're set up today in one of your auction houses based in Double Bay. Uh, but you've spent uh, the last nine years working out of the Sutherland Shire. Tell me a bit about your story, auctioneering. What were you doing pre-auctions? Interestingly, before I became a full-time property auctioneer, I was actually a high school teacher. So I taught at a number of high schools in the eastern suburbs. And what I would do on a weekend is go to the auctions with my brother Damien, who started Cooley Auctions in 2003. And I used to be that person standing next to the auctioneer who would be penciling all the bids. And after doing that for a number of months, we started practicing or him training me on or in between the auctions. And I really started to develop a liking for um, property then. I started developing a liking for being in front of an audience, for calling numbers, and I thought, you know what, this is something I could probably do. So what I did was I taught for three years, and then after that, I entered a novice auctioneers competition, the New South Wales novice auctioneers competition, and I auctioned off a helicopter ride over the Sydney Harbour Bridge and a few bottles of wine. Anyway, so we did that, we prepared for that, and I made it through to the state finals, Um, I auctioned off the same item again. I came second, unfortunately. I didn't win it, but it was enough for me to say, that's what I want to do for a career. So after teaching, I then left that profession, joined the business in 2010, and since then, I've been auctioning and operating out of the Sutherland Shire and St. George. Um, You mentioned in the introduction with the in-room auctions over at Dalton House and then Cronulla RSL, but we've also just opened up our St George Auction Centre at Club Central in Hurstville as well. So that's kind of the background as to how I got into it. And since then, mate, I've never looked back. So you've uh, entered down into the Sutherland Shire. I think you mentioned prior to us starting that there was some family connection down there. Did you just see opportunity in the Sutherland Shire? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We had a really strong market share in the eastern suburbs and the inner west already. And it was a market that particularly Damien before I came on board would do a few auctions out of for some of the local companies, but it was quite hard for him to do eastern suburbs on a weekend and then go to the Shire. So when I came on board, my auntie and uncle and a couple of cousins live over in the Shire. So I gave them a call and I asked them if they knew any local real estate agents and they pointed me in the direction of a couple of local agents. And I just started calling a few people and picked up a couple of auctions and then we made the decision 
after that, that this was a market that we could really start to target. And there was an opportunity there for some young blood to come in and, and sort of try and shake it up a little bit. So over the past 10 years, it's been great. We, we started with basically a, a 0% market share and have now grown it to a 33% market share across St. George and the Sutherland Shire. Fantastic. Now, I do want to talk about the property market down there and auctioneering tips. It's one that uh, can make people more nervous than they've ever had in their life, probably more nerve-wracking than a wedding or any, anything else that they, they attend. We find to feel a lot of pressure around that. Um, I want to talk about being an auctioneer first of all because we see it so often, right? We see it on the news and we see it on the on the block and on the other TV shows. So uh, what is it? How do we get into that career as an auctioneer? So essentially what you need to do from a licensing point of view is obtain what they call an individual license and have the auctioneer's accreditation component attached to that. So for people who are looking to get into auctioneering, we actually run a program or I personally run a program called Auction Academy, which is a training program that would give people all the physical skills that they would need in order to conduct an auction. But before they even do that, what I'd encourage them to do would be to call up a number of different auctioneers and see if they can get in a car with them on a weekend and go around, watch the auctions, let the auctioneer debrief exactly what he or her did each auction as well, and then see if they start to get a bit of a liking for being in front of an audience or offer the pencil bids for the auctioneer as well, just like I did. Because it starts to make you realize, is this something that I could actually do when you're standing in front of that audience? Or, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Um, But from an accreditation point of view, there's lots of different companies that you can go through to get your accreditation. It's fairly straightforward. Um, But then also we do have those programs like the Auction Academy. Um, I was really fortunate when I first started that I had Damien, who's probably considered one of the best auctioneers in the country, teach me. So I was lucky from that point of view. Certainly something people might be good at doing uh, in the shower or in their own bedroom, but standing in front of the stage. (laughs) is Is that just a different story altogether? Yeah, it is. It is. Interestingly, if I had to get up and give a speech, I would be a lot more nervous doing that than I would be calling an auction. I think when it comes to calling an auction, because you're saying similar things, the numbers are fairly similar, uh, it becomes a lot easier you're doing it regularly. So for example, I would probably call a thousand plus auctions a year. So as a result of doing that kind of volume, you just get naturally confident with it and uh, the nerves go away pretty quickly. But if I had to make a speech at someone's wedding, I'd be terrified. Do you, do you often get called? As a, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. He stands in front of people all the time. Or... Not. I, don't, I don't tend to MC too many events, thank God, <laughs> because I'd be nervous. Uh, do you remember your first auction? I do. It was a property in Paddington, and to make matters worse for me, it was for the number one real estate agent in Australia, Alex Phillips from PPD. So I was pretty nervous going into it, thinking, wow, this guy is like the number one agent across Australia. I've got to do a good job. Uh, We only had one person registered, and it was a very simple introduction. Alex did all the floor work, got the buyer to increase their bid a couple of times, get it towards the reserve price, and we got it sold. But I do remember the day of the auction, it was at 11.15 a.m. I got up at 6 a.m. and by 10 a.m. I must have had about five showers because I was so nervous and I was sweating and I must have had about three wardrobe changes as well. (laughs) 
Just a print. So it is nerve-wracking. The first few are very nerve-wracking. You mentioned a term earlier, and I just want to make sure people understand the difference between it. You spoke about an in-house auction compared to perhaps an on-site auction. Can mm-hmm. you explain those two? Definitely. So there are a number of different ways in which auctions can be held or venues in which they can be held. One might be on-site, which is typically when it's at the property itself, so on location, or you can do them in rooms. Um, So with us, we typically um, on a weekend is when a lot of the on-sites take place, and then the in-rooms are held typically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings. So either at the property or in a location. So for a buyer, is there any difference between attending an in-house auction or an on-site auction? Not really. A couple of very small differences naturally is it's not at the house, it's at the venue. The buyers will notice that there is an order of sale and an order of sale is a list of properties that are going ahead that night. So quite often it won't actually be just the property there they're looking to buy. There'll be a number of properties on the order of sale. Um, I guess the big benefit of being on site for the buyer is that they're at the house, they're familiar with the surroundings, they're looking at the product in which they want to buy. Uh, With the in-room auctions, I actually see that personally as a greater benefit to the buyer because they get to watch a few auctions beforehand and learn some bidding strategies and see how the auctioneer calls their numbers and how they introduce the property and maybe even gain a couple of techniques that they weren't familiar with before in seeing other bidders bid at those properties as well. So there are some small differences, um, but really when it comes to it, whether it be buying at a room or buying on location, every buyer has their budget and we always encourage buyers to stick to that budget. So it really shouldn't make too much difference to them. Auction day, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. We'll start from a vendor's point of view. So somebody selling the property, is there anything they need to be doing a couple of days leading up or on on that day? Definitely. So presentation is always key. Um, and uh, when we go through so many different properties, um, not just in the Shire and St George, but all over Sydney, it's great to see those owners who are really house proud and other properties that might be tenanted and maybe the tenants haven't left it in the best possible way. It's really important to present the property as, as well as you possibly can. So that means if it's an early morning auction, airing the property out, so having windows open, maybe having a couple of candles lit, uh, everything really clean, vacuumed, uh, bathrooms shining, grass, the lawn cut, hedges trimmed. Yeah, so when a buyer walks through, you want the buyer to come through and just really envision them picking up their furniture, putting it into the house and loving their surroundings. There's nothing worse than going into a property where there's all cat fur, dog fur everywhere or it doesn't smell very nice. You want the buyer to walk through and go, yeah, this is me, this is where I want to live. Because if a buyer can have that sensation, typically we find that they'll then push themselves that little bit further in order to secure that dream family home or investment property. But if it's not presented well, well, it can be a bit of a negative and a bit of a turnoff. So you're saying those small changes, that little coat of paint, the, yep. the airing out the property, the preparing the front yard, Definitely. you're seeing results come auction day. 100%. And look, I always say to owners, the most important thing to do is back your agent. So the agent should be advising them on how to present the property. I always find whatever the agent suggests, try and do that. Because then that way you know that you've left no stone unturned. When the buyers are coming through your home, 
You want it to stand out from the other properties that are on the market as well. So make them feel like they're walking into a genuine family home. And like I said before, you want them to envision being there. And as an auctioneer, I then try and work on that emotion to try and build the price up to get it to the reserve price and help the buyer buy it and help the owner sell it so they can move on as well. It's interesting that the tips you're giving there aren't $10,000, $50,000 changes. You're talking no. uh, light a candle. You're talking mow your lawns. So Definitely. those small tweaks will make an outcome. 100%. Long-term. And if, if, if it is um, a, a smaller budget people are trying to work towards, you know, just go into simple shops like Ikea or Target. You can buy some really simple, effective things that will make the world of difference. Just maybe even just modernise an old couch or... Definitely. ...a new painting in the house. Yep, 100%. Let's talk about the buyers sitting down there on auction day. Um, What should they be preparing prior to the auction? What they're prepared to spend. So it's natural to go to an auction, I've done it myself many times, where I'm bidding and your emotions get the better of you. And sometimes you might bid more than what you have finance approved for um, or you get a little bit carried away so i always find the best thing to do before they go to an auction get a piece of paper and a pen if it's them buying it themselves or if they're buying it with a friend or a partner whatever it might be i like to start at the guide price so let's say for example the agent's guiding nine hundred thousand, and the buyer has a budget of a million dollars i would be saying to myself okay if it got to 950 would we pay that yes tick if it got to 960, would we pay that? Yes, tick. If it got to a million dollars, would we pay that? Yes, tick. Okay, what happens if it gets to a million and five thousand? What do we do? Can we actually get that extra five thousand dollars? Yes, Mama said that she'd lend it to me. Tick. Okay, what if it went to a million and ten? Is that a point where we pull out, or can somebody else lend us that extra five thousand dollars? Yes, Dad said he'd give it to us. Great. What if it went to a million and eleven thousand? So basically, what I would do is I would be working out what my absolute, absolute limit is, and whatever that limit is, do your best to stick to it because what you don't want to happen is to overcommit and then have issues with finance after it. But be really clear about what you are prepared to spend, and always give yourself a bit of a buffer, a bit of a range to work in as well. I like that tip. It's uh, unemotional. It's uh, factual based on what you can actually come up with. It's not dependent on who turns up on the day or how many are bidding or what anyone else is doing with their bidding. It's just you, the property, and the number that you put on that property. Auction on the weekend just gone. A lady said to the agent, my budget is $80,000. I can't go a cent more. And we thought maybe on the day she might be able to push herself an extra 1000 or 2000 and she was out, 80000 that was it. So she stuck to it and she didn't buy it, unfortunately, but uh, I'm really confident after it she felt good about the fact that she hadn't overcommitted herself. So it's really important to stick to your budget. Fantastic. Because, again, like this is a major purchase we're talking major about purchase. here. This is one of the biggest you'll make in your life. Definitely. So, uh, and it's a lot, of, a lot of money moving along. For buyers looking at purchasing a property, what can they do to help you help them buy the property? Well, I always think it's a good idea to go out and research, obviously, first of all, who the auctioneer is. So they could actually ask the agent who's doing the auction. And if it was one of my auctions, they might say, um, Andrew is doing the auction. And I would then encourage them to come and watch a few of my auctions. The reason why I do that is because, and I probably shouldn't say this, but 
It's always good to try and help buyers out. We have a lot of strategies that we use to try and create urgency during our auction. So it might be simple things like trial closing, which is when you hear an auctioneer say first, second, third, or you might see the gavel go up in the air or the contract go up in the air. So research who the auctioneer is, watch their style, learn how they conduct their auctions, and it only takes a few auctions to get a bit of an idea as to each auctioneer's different style so that when it comes to their auction, they're familiar with the dialogue the auctioneer uses. For example, they might hear me say, a vendor bid, well, what does that mean? Or they might hear me call one, two, three. Does that mean he's about to sell it or is he just creating urgency? Andrew's got the gavel up in the air, looks like he's going to sell it. Is it going to be sold now? Or has he actually said, ladies and gentlemen, the home is here for sale, we are selling? Yeah? Some auctioneers use different terminology, um, we try and use different terminology to a lot of our other auctioneers out there because we try and change it up and keep it fresh. So research who the auctioneer is, watch some of their auctions, and don't be afraid to approach the auctioneer and ask them questions and ask the auctioneer for advice, some bidding advice. On our website, we have numerous links, uh, one of which is tips for bidding at auction that a lot of our clients email out to their buyers to give them some really good bidding strategies. Uh, it's a tip that I give to clients as well is to be familiar with the auction process. You don't want to be attending your first one on the one that you're trying to bid on. Yes. You want the focus, again, to be on you, the property, and the number and not worrying about what's happening in the room. Um, a great tip I give to them, I mean, you've you've got a 33% market share in the Shire, so there is a good chance that you could be their auctioneer down there. You have a website where people can go to and live stream the auctions on a is it Tuesday night? Right? Yes. Yep. So Tuesday night, they can sit in the comfort of their own home and even see your wording, your style, and the outcome of uh, of five or six auctions all in one night. Definitely. Yeah, with a glass definitely. of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Best way to do it. So really, really easy tip. We, we often give that to our clients is to jump on that website. Do you mind just um, letting me know what that one is? Auctionnow. Auctionnow.com.au. So jump on there on a Tuesday from around 6 o'clock. That's right. And you'll get five or six different outcomes there. Looking back on the properties that you've sold, is there one that stands out? The one that I always remember, because at the time, and I'd have to double-check if it still is or not, but it was the third highest sale price for a residential dwelling in Australia back in 2013, and it was a property in Bellevue Hill. We had a reserve set at $11 million. It sold for $15 million after 10 people competed for it. And at the time, I remember thinking to myself, how do all of these 10 people have that kind of budget to buy this property? But it was so memorable because we had such great competitive bidding. People were bidding in million-dollar increments. And as I mentioned, it sold for that sale price um, that was third highest price in Australian history. That was one. Just recently, I was down in Canberra selling blocks of land that were government releases, and a couple of those sold for $40 million per block. So I guess those ones are always memorable because you're calling numbers that you don't often get to call. Um, so there were definitely a couple of uh, really strong A few extra zeros on, exactly. on those ones. Yeah, I had to really concentrate on those ones. Now, I want to ask you a question about the industry as a whole, whether it's, um, you know, as a license for auctions or if it's real estate. If you had the ability to change something in your industry, is there something that you'd change? 
Um, I'm a big believer in making things more transparent. Yeah, so I think um, for agents, for auctioneers, for owners, for buyers, transparency would be really important. And they are bringing out now changes to the licensing to make it a little bit more difficult for people to become real estate agents because in the past, to become an agent has been a very straightforward task. And I think a lot of people don't realize the actual significance of being a real estate agent, what that actually means, because you essentially are selling somebody's most prized asset. So there needs to be tighter regulation around the people who are going to be doing that. And that's what I love about the new licensing courses that are coming out now. Um, but again, I think making it more transparent for everybody um, is a really good thing. Just in continually increasing those standards. Yeah. Because, yeah, the outcome, is, the outcome it's whether it's through auction or private trade, it can change someone's life yep. uh, for the better or for the worse. What about any myth that you've heard in relation to auctions, the, the uncle at the barbecue trying to give somebody some advice? Is there one that you just want to squash on the head? Auction is expensive. Everybody seems to think auction is a more expensive way of selling their home. And I really struggle with this because if you look at a typical marketing campaign, whether it be a private treaty marketing campaign, and for our listeners out there, a private treaty meaning just simply for sale, or an auction campaign, the only difference really should be the auctioneer's fee. The marketing campaign for a private treaty campaign and an auction campaign really should be the same. Now, why is auction cheaper? Because when we look at the average days on market, meaning the average days that a property sits on the market available for sale, for auction versus private treaty is all but half. So by going to auction, owners are actually reducing their days on market, which means they're paying less money on advertising their property. So they're saving money that way. But also when we look at current clearance rates, at the moment, we're averaging $65,000 above reserve with clearances around 80% towards the end of last year. It's too early, obviously, this year for clearances to come out just yet. So really, by going to auction, not only is it a cheaper method of sale, but you've got a higher chance of getting a better result in a shorter period of time. So auction is definitely not a more expensive way of selling your property. It actually gives you a better chance of getting a better outcome. And it's not just for that, uh, you know, two million price bracket no. up. It's, it's any property can any property at all. Auction. Yeah, definitely. We auction off properties um, that range anywhere from three hundred thousand up to forty million. Fantastic. <laughs> so it's quite a vast range there. So uh, yeah, it's not not just for the high end market. No. We're looking at all all property throughout the shire. Definitely. One final question I've got for you: just if you can leave us with your one little pearl of wisdom for everyone out there. What's that one bit of advice you think people should know? Well, if I can focus it towards buyers. If I were a buyer in today's market, and let's say, for example, I was looking to buy in specific suburbs, so let's use Caringbar or Woolaware or Barami, what I would do is I would align myself with the top agent in that marketplace, and I would then let them know exactly what I'm looking for and let them know that I'm also after off-market opportunities so that they can let me as a buyer know of anything that was coming up that wasn't necessarily going to be presented for sale, but they might be able to get me through it and I might be able to make some offers on it. And I'd also ask them to allow me to get in the car with them 
and get the agent to drive me around and have a look at properties and talk me through the benefits and the negatives of each property. So when it came time for me to make a decision, is this a property I wanna buy? I know that I've got one of the best agents within this marketplace saying to me, yep, Andrew, that's a really great property. It's in a great position. It's got the right aspect. It's got a good floor plan. It's gonna hold you in good stead. Have a crack at it. I hate sometimes when I see buyers buying property that I think to myself, mm, it's not the best position, it's not the best aspect, floor plan's not that great. Um, it may take a while to get some good capital growth in that particular listing. You always wanna tick off position, the location, the aspect, the floor plan. Know that you're buying a good property. So pick their brains, use the experts pick their in brains, that area. And that's what the agents are there for. And it's really just a matter of asking the agents to show them around and the agent should be more than happy to do that for them. That's brilliant. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us today. The, uh, the advice has helped cover off a number of myths and number of information about what's happening before auction day and during auction day um, from one of the best in the industry, mate. So I really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, mate. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.